being missed in this city and homelessness was one where we saw that there was a gap in in how we were talking about this issue and a gap in how the the accounting and the, the data was coming out so i think megaphone is going to be looking at other ways that we can really put some pressure on our government so that that we really continue to talk about homelessness and, and really begin to still stay shocked about this issue and still also but stay hopeful too that homelessness can be ended it, sh- it should absolutely be ended in in this province in this country and it can be with the resources with the attention um, with a plan so we're going to keep pushing for that and we, we're going to keep providing support for our vendors that we can see their sales grow um, and we can keep seeing the change that that uh, we know can happen with them. Mm. Thank you so much for giving an interview today. Yeah, thanks so much for, uh, for talking to me. That was Sean Condon from Megaphone Magazine. Thank you for listening to The Social Focus. Coming up next is Peanut Butter and Jams. You are listening to the Terry Project. Terry Project. The Terry Project. Terry Project podcast from CITR. CITR 101.9 FM. Here at UBC. The University of British Columbia. In Vancouver. To find out more, even more, about the Terry Project, visit our website at terry.ubc.ca. And subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. My one big idea is priceless. What can be better than that? This is Jack Mercer from Jack Mercer and the Whiskey Bandits. You're listening to CITR 101.9. Hey! Let's talk about food and music, eating and grooving, munching and moving, forking and spooning, listening to tunes, yeah, dinner's on soon and to get ready for, ready for peanut butter and jams. You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with host Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9, exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood and a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the host, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's peanut butter and jams. And welcome. I am your host today, Jordy. I do have a uh, guest co-host today, Brenda. Uh, congratulations to Brenda, who has been accepted onto her roller derby team and is at the um, what's called Roller Derby Christmas, where they everyone who made the team has a party. And so that's where she is today. Um, but I do have a co-host, um, my lovely fiance Darcy, will be joining us soon. She's making her way to the station as we speak. But in the meanwhile, uh, I have lots of great music for you. We're going to be talking about some upcoming food-related uh, parties, uh, celebratory events that you may or may not have uh, food plans for already. Robbie Burns Night, um, the Super Bowl, the hot chocolate festival anyhow um we'll get to that later but right now let's listen to a song by a lovely song by gr8 2000 called spirit 
Vancouver surf rock combo, the Hang 10 Hangmen will be joining forces one night with rockabilly vocalist Butch Murphy this January 24th. The Hangman's energetic sound is reminiscent of acts like The Ventures and Dick Dale. With Vancouver Island duo Hank and Lily opening in retro go-go dancing from Lydia DiCarlo and Villainy Loveless is a night like no other. Advanced tickets are $10 available online through Northern Tickets or at the Modern Bartender and the Shameful Tiki Room. Check it out this Saturday, January 24th at the Media Club. Hello and welcome back. Uh, I am Jordy, and with me now is Darcy. Hi, Darcy. Hi. Glad you could make it. Yeah, me too. Sorry about the parking. That's okay. Um, so what you just listened to was a song by London Drugs, which was off of the Cool Sound Deaf tape. Um, that song's called Double Digest. It's a really great tape. Um, CITR has it in its archives. Um, a really cool one. I think you might have it. If you paid attention to GR8 2000, which was the band that was on before, it was a tape that he kind of comp compiled and got together. It's got a lot of great artists on it. Um, MT40, Cosmetics, Fine Mist, Dandy Wind. Uh, but it's uh, it's also kind of a, an, old, an old, a little bit of an artifact now. It's like six years old or something. <laughs> What an artifact. What an artifact. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I really like CITR's collection um, because it has access to stuff like that. Uh, but, Darcy. Yes. What would you like to talk about first? Um, why don't we talk about uh, our, is it Super Bowl food? We uh, could talk about Super Bowl food first. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're talking about a few different things this show. We've got a bunch of different topics. Um, but one thing we've been doing in the last few days is taking advantage of the uh all the deals on wings yeah they are very cheap and delicious lots of grocery stores are, are competing with each other to be the place that you go to stock up for the super bowl um yet and they're not super bowl prices yet so get them while you can <laughs> what does that mean well marked up oh they're not like the price of like a super yeah. bowl ticket no, they're just not marked up because it's like the week before Super Bowl. It's... Right. So now's the time when people who are prepared can take advantage of deals, where it's like on the weekend, exactly. they might gouge you a bit. Exactly. Don't go the day before and get when your wings. When they're out. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I know, we know we both really like wings um, and had noticed that there was lots of really cheap ones in the grocery store right now. So decided to experiment a little bit with different kinds and seeing mm -hmm. how we could make them at home. Instead of uh, going out to the bar and getting getting them, yeah, they can be just as rewarding if you make them yourself. So yeah, and did. did you find did you think that they were difficult or time consuming? No, um, they were time consuming, but not difficult and like definitely rewarding. I would agree that they were time consuming, but yeah, um, aside from the time to put together like have and have them marinate and like baking them is a much longer process than frying them. Yeah. But easy. Yeah. If you have a fryer, you could probably do them faster. Or a barbecue. Then I don't, we don't have a fryer. It goes but through a lot of oil. It's so. also not barbecue weather. Yeah. It's not um, not a day for barbecuing. Although, maybe, who knows? Maybe the Super Bowl will be crisp and clear. Maybe. Um, but uh, what kind of wings did you make? Uh, so we tried three different flavors. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one we had was uh, barbecue. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, So we just made um, this. uh, But not on the barbecue. Not on the barbecue. No, baked. Barbecue. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue flavor. Barbecue flavor. Yes. Uh, So we made a homemade barbecue sauce um, that is apparently the Memphis Blues uh, recipe, um, although it's online and you can access it. So Yeah. What do you do to search for that? Um, if you just search Memphis Blues barbecue sauce, um, the first thing that comes up is a PDF from the CBC, and for but some it, reason it's on there. So, and it has the recipe, and it's re- yeah. it is really good. It is great, yeah. Um, it uses a lot of ingredients, but once you have all of them, it's just a matter of waiting two hours for it to be done. Yeah. And it, it's delicious. We just let the wings sit in the marinade for two hours and then cooked them and then tossed them in the sauce at the end. Yeah. And then baked them and then uh, tossed them again. Yeah. Um, we tried some other kinds, too. Uh, uh, we did a sweet chili. Yeah, like a, a sweet chili and then a um, teriyaki, mm-hmm. uh, homemade teriyaki. And the sweet chili was quite hot. I actually had to add sugar to it because it otherwise was just like just it's spicy too, on too its spicy own. for you? Yeah. So I wanted to make it a bit more of a complex flavor. So... Mm-hmm. Went with the a sweet more balanced. chili. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just hot wings. Exactly. And then the teriyaki was quite easy and really delicious. And do, do you remember what recipes you used for those? If someone wanted they to... were both from the Food Network. So okay. if you look up sweet chili wings and teriyaki wings, it's whatever the first Food Network hit it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were really good. Um, the one thing um, that I really like about wings is that they're they're basically an excellent sauce delivery vehicle. So if you like the sauces on them, you will like the wing. It's the main reason for eating wings. Yeah. Um, Do do you want to know about the history of wings? Sure. I know a little bit about the history of wings because I've I've read about it in the past. Um, So wings were originally considered like um, something to like, for like bar owners to... Uh, just kind of like if they were a cheap cut of the chicken, um, a, a, a cheap cut in general, and wings were a way to take something that was considered to be the crappy part because wings didn't have a lot of meat on them. Yeah. And turn it into something that like bar people would like be happy to eat by just like slathering them in sauce or and like frying them. Mm-hmm. Um, then wings over time became so popular that sometimes at, in, at some times of the year they're actually the most expensive by weight part of the chicken even though they were originally chosen for the type of food that they are because they are considered to be they were considered to be the, like an inferior part yeah well they have so little meat on them that they shouldn't be very expensive yeah but now people like want them just to just just because of the like the cachet of having yeah the wings although i think you could make most parts of the chicken into something like wings oh yeah i mean you could use the same recipe with yeah any part of the chicken but it's i guess it's more fun with wings it's like a little snack food but each bird only has two wings yeah and they're it's crazy so to small think how many compared, chickens like when we you, went through in the last week. Well, just well, not whole chickens. No, but like probably right now there's a lot of great because the Super Bowl is coming up and it's like wing consumption in North America 
peaks every year around the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then, and that's the time of year that, like, everyone, like, tries to sell all the wings. But then there's all these extra, like, chickens that are get butchered. So I, I'm, I would guess that if you were the type of person who kept an eye on prices for other types uh, cuts of chicken, you could probably find deals on every part of the bird that is not... Yeah. That is not the wing. At least during this time of year. And the wing right now, too, because everyone everyone's just, like, trying to out-compete each other because everyone wants the wings, but then there's all the other parts that are probably really cheap right now, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's... that That's our Super Bowl food. That's my that's my talk about Super Bowl food. Is that your favorite Super Bowl food, wings? Um, I'm a sucker for pulled pork, and if it is in the form of a slider, then even better. I... While I like pulled pork, I don't think it's... Uh, my favorite Super Bowl food is probably the rib. Mm, the barbecued it's rib. also a really good one. But um, I do really enjoy a good some good wings. Or also just, you know, a bowl, a bowl of... Uh, bowl of chips? Bowl of cheesies is what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, that's really more CFL, but... It's more of a CFL <laughs> It's more thing. of a Grey Cup food than a Super Bowl food. <laughs> Cheetos, that's your Super Bowl food. Cheesies are like a uh, universal word. Quintessentially Canadian. The, well, Hawkins cheesies are... Yeah. But are the other ones not called cheesies? Uh, no, they're called Cheetos. They don't call them cheesies in the States? No. Oh, that's, so, that's so weird. <laughs> you learn something new every day. I do. I do. Do you want to hear some music, Darcy? <laughs> yeah, let's do All it. All right, let's put on some more music. Um, I'm going to put on something you might like. This is by a band called, or well, a man who performs One under the name band. of Loskell. Um, and this is off of his new album. It's called, I have it written down here. Where did I put it? It's called Sea Island, and this song is called A Hull. Thank you. 
In 2004, Frank Warren handed out 3,000 self-addressed postcards to strangers, prompting them to share their secrets. These postcards were collected on his blog, and now Post Secret has become a collaborative movement for millions of unheard voices. This January, Vancouver artists TJ Daw, Khalil Ashanti, and Justin Suds will help bring Post Secret to life as a visual auditory journey through the emotions of our inner life. With music from Mario Vaira and multimedia projection, Post Secret makes its Canadian premiere from January 20th to February 7th at the Firehall Centre in downtown Vancouver. For pricing, showtimes, and more information about Post Secret, the show, please visit firehallartcentre.ca. And we are back. You were listening to some music by Lost Skill, um, which is uh, co- which the name came from a combination of low oscillator, oh. Lost Skill. Okay. What did? Why low oscillator? I don't know. Oh, okay. I think slow oscillators are cool. Or just cool sounding words. Yeah, maybe. Cool. Um, but that's from his new album, Sea Island. Check it out if you're if you like that kind of music. There's lots more of it on the album. Good and good and long. Um, uh, we're here to talk to you about local music and local food. You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams on CITR 101.9 FM. Um, we do have uh, something to say about an upcoming event that's uh, happening. Well, it's actually already started. It's a, a Vancouver big vancouver foodie event yeah maybe you've heard of it the vancouver hot chocolate festival yeah very uh, well known fake out. <laughs> <laughs> that you all thought we were talking about dine out um not that i have anything against dine out there's lots of resources about dine out you don't need to hear about it from us um what we're here to talk to you about is the vancouver hot chocolate festival um which is being organized and it started on the 17th and it's going all the way to valentine's day it's the fifth time this has happened uh and it has 24 um vendors selling various types of hot chocolate and uh 57 different flavors Mm, give us a sample um okay so some of the vendors are like 49th parallel uh butter baked goods chocolate arts East Van Roasters, Gem Chocolates, Last Crumb Cafe, uh, Terra Breads, the Uva Wine Bar, and Bittered Sling. Um, so it's a wide variety of different places. Some of them are chocolatiers. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like coffee coffee shops. Bu- coffee shops. Cafes, um, some of them are yeah. just restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Last Crumb, um, which is on Main Street. And they have, going uh, for the full time they have a triple ginger spiced hot chocolate and and which comes with a ginger apricot scone saute which mm. is a biscotti made from their scones and a chocolate cherry lust which has a homemade marshmallow in it sounds it sounds pretty good that sounds amazing do you want to hear some samples of some of the other stuff darcy there's some weird ones in here i definitely do what um is there any that you said that i said that you were like really excited about uh i'd like the one that had black sesame in it that one sounded really intriguing i think that was at 
Coco Monk. <laughs> Sound like you could use some hot chocolate to soothe your throat. A little bit. <laughs> I'm coming over, uh, just coming off of a cold. You have a, a sexy rasp, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so right now at Coco Monk, uh, which is at um, on West First Avenue at 1849 West First Avenue, um, they have a hot chocolate called the Lyric and Dagger, which is black sesame white hot chocolate with lemon and lime caramel. And it's only available from the 17th to the 23rd. So tomorrow is the last day to get it. Oh. And then they're switching over to their salted almond hot chocolate with pink peppercorns. Oh, that one also sounds really good. Sounds pretty good too, but... I'm interested in the ones that have uh, some unusual ingredients that you might otherwise not think of in hot chocolate. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of cool varieties of hot chocolate going on right now. The people are getting really uh, creative on the hot chocolate. Like, yeah. I'm just looking at the Coco Monk ones right now. And if after that one that I just said, uh, they're doing one that has a, an anise flavor with bay leaves. And then afterwards, after that one, they're doing one with 72% pure organic chocolate with um, Corvassier. Oh, fancy. Very fancy. Um, but there's lots of them. I've, I was talking to a friend at work about, about them. Hi, staff. And she was saying that there's one with balsamic vinegar being added to it. That sounded pretty exciting. There's, that one sounds cool. There's one with crickets sprinkled on top. Um, so if you want to see, uh, all the 57 crazy flavors, Go to, uh, go search for um, Vancouver Hot Chocolate Festival, and all the information is on the City Food Magazine website. It's also cityfood.com slash hot chocolate. Pretty pretty cool if you're into hot chocolate. I drink drink most of my hot chocolate at home, but I could maybe, I might stop at Last Crumb sometime and get get some. I would definitely be down to try some other flavors and... See if I can recreate it at home. I do enjoy making my own hot chocolate at home. I usually make a, like, we make a hot chocolate powder mix, mm-hmm. homemade, and then just use that. It keeps really well. And what's in it? Um, what we use is we being me and you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just clarifying it for the listener. Um, what we do is we add some milk powder, some sugar, some cocoa powder. And then a little bit of cayenne. And then just put it in a jar. Keep it there until you need it. Mm-hmm. Add some hot water to it when you want some hot chocolate. It's really easy to make. Takes and about, pretty great. takes about three minutes to stir all the stuff together. Yeah. Um, you can find instructions online if you want to look up how to make your own hot chocolate powder. But it's pretty straightforward and delicious. Yeah, quite you, don't, good. you don't need to buy the store-bought stuff. You I also enjoy a blend yourself. getting a you know bar of dark chocolate and melting that down. Oh yeah, you can do that too. That's um, also a great way to do stir it. Stir it, like put some milk on the stove and slowly stir in some cho- some yeah. chocolate and let makes it melt. It, makes it so much creamier. It does. That's a nice flavor too. And then you usually get like a chunk mm-hmm. of, of the chocolate syrup that at melts the bottom. on the bottom. Um, but I do like going out for hot chocolate. When I was in high school, I would go to coffee bars. <laughs> With my friends, and I didn't like coffee because I was in high school, so I would get hot chocolate <laughs> yeah. at all the coffee bars, and 
Yeah. So you were a hot chocolate connoisseur uh-huh. at 17. Of the two coffee bars in Campbell River, yes, <laughs> yeah. I was a connoisseur. <laughs> it was who had the best hot chocolate? Was and it who did? Um, it was definitely the Java Shack. Mm. Yeah, which was not actually in a shack, even though their name <laughs> would imply otherwise. Yeah, false advertising. It's just part of a strip mall. But it was way better than um, something Death by Espresso, I think was the other place. Oh. I, I can't remember what the Campbell name of the place River was. Is, the place closed. It's very like not the, the, the franchised or chained. Starbucks was around, but you, you don't, high school students don't hang out in Starbucks at night. They, kick, they would kick you out. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Whereas, like, all these independent coffee shops... They're like, uh, I mean, they do buy stuff occasionally. We don't have anyone else in here at night. Maybe they're happy because they're helping kids stay out of trouble. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Did you, where did you hang out when you were a teen? Um, friends' houses. We yeah. never really hung out at coffee shops. You didn't have like a group meeting place that was like some like your pop tates. <laughs> no. Your, your Java Shack. No, not really, but. There weren't, like, I grew up in a town with, where it was all chains. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't want to go to Starbucks. And where did you grow up? Sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, people, the public demands to know. Yeah, that's true. And they're all probably being like, there's, that, there's like, lots of stuff that aren't chains there. There's Indian restaurants. Yeah, nowhere for teenagers to hang out, really. Indian markets. Yes. Your knowledge of Surrey is overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> you, they could go to New West and go to Steffos. You got it. Yeah, those are the places that I know that are outside of Vancouver. <laughs> um, uh, where? What What should we do? We should listen to we some should, music. We should listen to something. All right, let me see what we got coming up. We have... Um, uh, just to go with that electronic stuff that we were listening to before, we have um, New Balance uh, off of their new album, uh, Soul, Rubber Soul. Soul is spelt like the sole of your shoe or okay. the fish. Okay. Um, and this is off of a 1080p. We went to their Christmas party this year. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
And we are back. That was New Balance, spelled N-E-U. Um, and that song is called Goo You, which might be a food reference because it, ref- that, like, Goo You, Goo, spelled, spelled like the restaurant in Vancouver. And these oh. guys are from Vancouver. So, yeah. So uh, they're on 1080p, um, the label. Cool. It's a good song. Yeah. Check them out. Buy yeah. their stuff. You don't have to. Do what you want. <laughs> Maybe that's what you want. Maybe that's what you want. Yeah, uh, you're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams on uh, CITR 101.9 FM. I am Jordy. I am Darcy. And filling in for Brenda. Filling in for Brenda, who congratulations once again on uh, making the roller derby team. Oh, I didn't know that's where she was. That's where Brenda is right that now. Is She's very at impressive. The roller derby celebratory bash for all the people who made the team. People who didn't make the team don't go to the bash. No. Well, they might try and show up. Brenda was like, I might need you to cover the show, but I might not need you to. And I was like, oh, why Why not? Why Why not? She's like, oh, um, I might not make the team. And I was like, oh, well, oh, if, I guess if you don't make the team, you can just come on the show and you can be drunk and sad in the background and I'll, I'll, I'll do some things. But this is better. This is, yeah. pro- this is way yeah. better. Yeah. Now we all have something to celebrate. Yes. Um... Speaking of drinking, though, uh, Robbie Burns Day is coming up. Yeah, definitely a drinking heavy day for whiskey lovers, at least. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else that you would drink on Robbie Burns Day that would be traditional. Um, uh, maybe a Scottish beer? Probably not. <laughs> but you never know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you could. I think you can just drink, you know, whatever you want, but just, you know, celebrating in the in the honor of Robbie Burns. 
Yeah, Robbie Burns Day is January 25th. Um, but a lot of people will be celebrating this weekend um, because you, no one wants. What day would the 25th No be? one wants a you know full haggis belly and a scotch hangover on a on Monday a, morning. On a Monday morning. Yeah, that's not pleasant. Um, have, if you, you have you we've both been to um, Robbie Burns celebrations before. Yeah, several uh, times. Yeah, they're um, usually scotch heavy, um, haggis heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's usually some poetry. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yes, poetry. Um, a kilt uh, is always involved. Um, and I, there's always a knife during the poetry. It's used as, uh, as a prop to symbolize um, cutting, cutting the haggis, I believe. It's mm-hmm. the one poem that is always being recited before dinner. And uh, Oh, there's one. There's, there's definitely a poem about the haggis. Yeah. I think that's the one, and it's it's about got... how the haggis, how you catch a haggis, and by by like making it turn its head and fall down a hill because they have such short legs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there is a there's multiple. Um, so if you're not going to your own Robbie Burns Day, you might be going to something else, like um, the Gung Haggis Fat Choi Robbie Burns Chinese New Year celebration a pretty awesome sounding mashup of celebrations it's a cool it's a really cool event it looks like this year um it was postponed oh um so i really i I don't i'm not involved with that organization so i i guess i'm a little sad that the gung haggis fat choy isn't happening um yeah haggis and chinese food are the two ways that i eat the gross parts of animals (laughs) in socially acceptable (laughs) manners Mm mm-hmm Darcy won't join me, join in on me with me on some of these adventures that I want to have. Most of them, just I'm, I can't get on board with chicken hearts. Chicken hearts are so good. Everything else, <laughs> I'm down for. Hearts are great because they're they're just a muscle. Yeah, you keep telling me that, but <laughs> keep not believing me. When I see them in the store, I just can't get on it. The IGA on Main Street has, I in my opinion, a great bookshare because you can get all the all the odd bits of the animals. Um, the stomachs, the hearts, the uh, livers, the, the kidneys, feet. the feet, um, at, at bargain basement prices. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only problem is, is that my partner, Darcy, my fiance, mm-hmm. um, doesn't like those adventures as much as I do. I will support you in buying them and making them for yourself, but I will not eat There's them. There's too much in one thing to eat by myself leftovers man i guess so um but yeah robbie burns day is coming up um i'm pretty i'm pretty excited about it i'm i'm sad to hear that um the gung haggis fat choy dinner was canceled this year or post it says postponed indefinitely which i think means canceled till next year yeah that's too bad um because i thought that was a really cool uh cross-cultural tradition mm-hmm. in vancouver but i mean maybe you listener can start the next one yeah, or this is an opportunity for someone to just have their own home celebration. Yeah. Bring they can't some, go to this. Bring some haggis and Chinese food and then yeah. drink some scotch. Go get Chinese food, get some scotch. Drink some scotch. You don't even need to find haggis. Johnny Walker is the traditional, actually hard to find. traditional Chinese scotch to drink. There you go. Yeah. So really, you just need a night of you at home drinking Johnny Walker. 
no, to celebrate. No, you need haggis, you need Chinese Robbie food, Burns. and you probably need another, like a more scotchy scotch. Yeah, maybe. Like a talisker or something. Something that Scot- Scotsmen <laughs> would drink. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the traditional Scottish scotch is. Um, Glenfiddich. Maybe. Glen something. Something that starts with the word Glen, <clears throat> probably. Yeah. Something like that. That something sounds like right. That. Um, but... Um, I think that's, we're basically wrapping up the show. It's been an hour. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, we have some more music to end with. Uh, this is a song that I really enjoy. Um, covered by Tough Age, an, a band that I also really enjoy off of the Mint Records, um, new co- the new Mint Records compilation, which is called Hot Heroes. They spelt heroes with... No E, which kind of bothers me. I think it's like the sandwich. Oh, yeah. Which it's... is why there's pictures of the hero sandwich all over the cover. I guess. Just, just a hunch. Is the sandwich not with the E when you pluralize it? Um, I don't. Isn't that just a Canadian I'm going to say Americanism? no, and I'm just going to make a really confirmed guess on that one. Okay. <laughs> well, well, fine. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, this is Tough Age. This is their cover of My Chinchilla, which was originally by Cub. This is a uh, great song and a great cover. Satan sucks. You stood there so tall like a cedar I was standing in your shadow Someone so hard I needed your shade I heard no, but it wasn't you or me Who did the talking when I looked at you Like I did then I said, oh, my word, how can I feel this way About my body, just don't comprehend And feel it low, sing it low, sing it Sha-la-la, sha-la It's been so long, I've felt part of me Gone and feel it low, say it low, sing it. Sha la la, sha la. It's been so long, I thought that part of me was gone. i
Sing it, sha la la, sha la. It's been so long, I thought that. 